This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Monday, so of course that means it's time for another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. With truckstop.com, you can manage loads and drive profits. I see everybody just fiddling in or filling in here, rather. If you guys could, help me share it out. As everyone knows, Facebook really doesn't make it easy to share my live videos. Um, Wow, I hear myself uh, before going live. But anyways, you know, today, to be honest, is one of those days. It's, uh, I'm sure you guys know what it is. You know, you spend all day or you wake up with a huge to-do list and you spend all day kind of checking off, you know, the old to-do list. But at the end of the day, you still have a whole bunch more bullet points to get through um, before you're actually done. Luckily, though, I actually, I write down everything. Everything I have to do, I guess my camera's over here. Everything I have to do, my every waking moment, I uh, typically kind of write it down here. Kind of helps me stay organized, but in a way it's a little bit overwhelming um, and all that jazz. But I'm a couple minutes late, kind of getting onto the broadcast or starting it rather. It's because... I was reading a couple interesting news articles in the group Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. If you guys are watching this in another group or on the podcast, be sure to search for the group Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. But I'm actually going to pop that uh, pop that up real quick to kind of take a look. The first one I want to talk about, did you guys hear about, this one was posted by Freight Broker Live. I know I'm late to the party. It was posted um, like earlier today or such. But let me look at it. It's, it's kind of interesting, so I want to bring it up. Oh, we're going to find it here. But some, I think it was today or yesterday or something, another security guard threatened to shoot a driver. I don't really know the details of it. There's a video of it. I was just kind of skipping through. Um, of course, as I'm talking about, I can't find it. Uh, oh, it's right here. Yeah, break break life. Boom. Okay, it says, love security guard threatened to shoot trucker over a parking spot in Memphis. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. Typically with these things, you know, I look at them. And I watch the videos and a lot of times a driver or somebody else is in the heat of the moment, almost provoking it. What's interesting here, as far as I can see from the video, that driver was calm as day. (laughs) That's what's very interesting. It was kind of calm as day in that video. And you could tell that that security guard there, uh, that security guard there, you know, kind of got a little bit dramatic um, to say the least. Because somewhere in the video, you guys can listen to it yourself. He says something like, I'm gonna, you know, kick your ass or shoot you, something like that. And the truck driver said, are you threatening me? And the security guard guy actually came back and said, no, that's a promise. Boom, face palm in the face there. You know, and the thing about this is, you know, we heard about this one before. Uh, I can't even think of the truck stuff for that one, so I apologize. Uh, But here's the interesting, I don't know about y'all, but I think Loves is a great company. You know, I'm not endorsed by them. I'm not affiliated by them. I don't even have a points card to that place. I just personally, you know, like them. You know, I I think they're a great company. I am part of one of their Facebook groups. They do have a Facebook group for like support. Not sure how I got in there. I was invited. I stayed in there. That's, you know, that's that. Um, But Loves is a great company. So it's very interesting about this story with the security guard is. Obviously, the security guard is a third party, you know, partner of them or a service provider for them. Because uh, love's not the security business. But the interesting fact to that or point to that is you guys have to be careful who represents your company. Because stuff like this, you know, a security guard um, threatening a truck driver at a truck stop, 
it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And so that just shows, you know, Love's a great company. And even then, with them, uh, they're still not immune to, you know, the shenanigans, you know, the shenanigans in the industry. But um, a couple of things else, too. I actually reached out to Stephen Oatley, your favorite freight broker, um, a few minutes before this because I posted, excuse me, I accepted a post in the group that's saying there's a meeting scheduled this week. I'm going to actually find it so you guys don't get dizzy from it. But a meeting scheduled in Washington, D.C. this Wednesday, so in a couple of days. Right here. Boom. Do you guys see that? Is that true? What do y'all know about this? I, if you guys can see my mouse moving here, it says day 18 update, a meeting scheduled for 9.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning, uh, which is just in a couple of days there. I'm not sure if it's true or not. I reached out to Stephen Oatley because, you know, he's he tends to find out things before anybody else does in this trucking industry. And he said he couldn't confirm it either. So I'm a little, I'm not sure. I'm not there, uh, you know, to confirm it. I actually checked one of the videos of, Man, I can't even think of her name. There's a lady down in Washington, D.C. who makes all the nice videos or whatever. Janet. Okay. I even checked Janet. That's her name. Thank you. I even checked Janet's uh, thing. And she didn't post anything that there was a meeting indeed scheduled for this Wednesday. I don't know if there is. So if you guys have any information about that, uh, definitely let me know because I'm definitely interested to see if there's been a meeting finally, you know, scheduled there. Yeah. Uh, uh, your favorite freight broker, man, I get tongue twisted when I say your name, <laughs> but he said, uh, it's not confirmed. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. It's not confirmed yet. Um, I checked on this dude's profile. I'm not going to call him out. I checked on this dude's profile and he was rolling out, you know, before that four hour mark out of, um, Washington DC. At least he said that in the video. So I'm not sure. Lord knows. So if you guys have any, uh, information, yeah, let me know. And of course, Stephen Oatley, he says, that security guard has been removed from their facility. I I hope so. I think that guy, you know, he probably woke up, not his day today, but still that does not justify, um, you know, shenanigans in the industry, if you will. Uh, but a couple things out, since I have the group open, uh, I do see this, uh, this is pretty cool. I never really talked about the group on camera. Maybe I'll start doing that. Uh, but this is pretty cool. The nurses, healthcare workers, I assume, looks like they're at a hospital there. They're holding up a sign that says, thank a trucker. That is awesome because as everybody knows, all up and down these Facebook groups, sorry, tongue tied there. All up and down these Facebook groups, there's a whole bunch of people posting, a lot of truckers posting these uh, pictures type stuff, kind of honoring healthcare workers and such. So it's awesome. You know, they're kind of recognizing the truck driver in the industry as well. So that was pretty cool too. But since I got it open, I'm going to kind of end it on the group here. Okay. You guys may have seen my post last week or whatever in it. I don't normally, or we don't normally allow job postings like job recruiting posts uh, or hiring posts, whatever people want to call them, into our group simply because it kind of floods it down. And in a group with over 20,000 people in it, you know, there's not a lot of available real estate, uh, you know, post wise, if you will, for people to see everything. So to combat that, I just kind of eliminated the jobs. But I noticed last week, Facebook created a thing called like a create a job or a job feature. If you guys can see my screen, I know it's small, I'm highlighting with my mouse. That thing is right here, okay? That created job. Here's what we're doing. If you guys seen the post here, or post last week, we're now, we're gonna test it out. So we're now gonna kind of test out this job feature. This is what it looks like. You can post a job in the group free broker than truck drivers, whether it be you know, a company looking for owner ops or, you know, brokers looking for freight brokers, 
um, you know, agents, you know, anything like that. Especially right now, I think uh, everybody or, you know, there's people out there who need all the help they can get in terms of finding a job, especially during this, you know, pandemic or whatever. So you guys can test this out. Let me know how it works. Um, at the top, it just says log in with your name, your personal profile or your business page. Ask you like job title, job description, is it full time, part time, all that jazz. And the money, it says optional, optional, uh, optional to put the pay range right here. But you guys can test that out here. So, and the rules, and normally I have don't post jobs there. But now you guys can um, kind of free game there. And so if you guys have anything or have questions about that, uh, definitely let me know about that because I'm, I'm interested to see how it works. If it turns into just a flooded out page of, you know, people looking for agents, that baby's going bye-bye. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of that. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's all I got on the group. So like I said, I may start, you know, pulling up the group. Um, so that would be a good time if you have a job to maybe go ahead and post that up there and maybe it'll get called out on the video. But anyways, today, uh, not much going on. I think everybody knows that kind of in the freight world there, but we are going to pull up the sonar system to look at the truckstop.com rate per mile, uh, rate per mile data. I know looking at data sounds boring, but there's some importance here or signs of importance here. The first off is freight waves, you know, recently said that there's been an increase in freight volume in the industry. But the only problem with that is volume doesn't matter if there's no money behind that volume. And that's what we're going to look at today, because at least from the uh, few hot lanes I'm looking at, there's like five or six hot lanes or such, like the five or six most popular lanes. I'm looking at those. And when I was briefly looking at it before this video, not much improvement, but if you work in those lanes, you know, heavily, I'm sure you guys will be able to read the data and see the improvements, you know, more than I could see that. I always tell people, I'm not a data scientist. All those people who speak up great ways, they're like data scientists. You know, people who can, you know, read those numbers and then uh, talk a whole bunch of good stuff about it afterwards. That's not me. I can only talk about, you know, what I know. <laughs> and so, um, that's where we're at. But a couple things with this though, you know, about two, up until about two weeks ago, so about six, seven, eight weeks or so in the group, Ray Brother Truck Drivers, it was a solid, you know, every day, 15, 20 posts of people, you know, screenshotting the, um, the different load boards and posting up the rates to show it's a cheap rate in the group. However, at least in the last week, I'm not seeing too much of that. So of course that could mean, I don't want to say mean, that could mean that there's finally some signs of improvement in, in the industry. Not a lot, because as, as I just said, there is some you know increased freight volume here and there around the country. However, the spot market rates or how the rates are looking like, it kind of tells me that you know not a lot of that freight or that increased volume freight is hitting the spot market. Because if we remember, you know, loads end up on the spot market like truckstop.com or other load boards, either when um, there's no capacity, of course, or when a contractor rate gets rejected. Of course, there's a host of other reasons there could be, but that's basically it. If a shipper wants a fish for a cheap rate, it's probably going on a spot market. That's just how it works. When we start looking at loads or, or when we stop seeing loads on the spot market, that typically means, you know, more people are taking the contracted rate for that. And that doesn't, you know, that that's not good for the spot market, as we all know, because if you're on Facebook or within these Facebook groups, the majority of all of us 
we work on the spot market, you know, in one way or another, whether it's a broker um, or a truck driver, all that jazz. I know we all, you know, I'm not a broker, so I can't say all, but when I used a broker, you know, I had, you know, direct, my direct people and all that. And I know uh, Carrie as well, you have your direct shippers and all that, but also the majority I can imagine are all brokers, which is not a bad thing. If they don't, you know, if they treat you fairly, let's say, I'm gonna keep it like that. Not a bad thing if they if they treat you fairly. So anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and pull up this sonar thing. And like always, you know, like I said before, if, uh, hey, how's it going, Samir? If you guys wanna see like a lane or um, a rate or anything, or like check out a rate on a lane, go ahead and pop, pop it up in the comments below. Because uh, since I'm on that sonar, I can look up that predictive rate feature. Again, I'm not a broker, so I don't use it in my day-to-day -day work. Actually, I never use it unless I'm just comparing rate, but you guys do. And so if you guys want to compare a rate that you work on, maybe a rate a broker gave you, maybe a rate you see post up on a load board, and you just want to check it out, let me know in the comments and I can, you know, take a look at that, uh, that sonar thing and we can kind of do that. But let me get this sonar pulled up. Give me one second. All right. I'm going to go ahead and share my uh my screen here a tab brother okay cool and now again i'm not going to look up at every not going to look through every market of course there's you know hundreds of them i'm just going to take a look at um a couple hot ones here i'm going to get this thing loaded up here and i'm not sure what you guys see on your side and so i do apologize if your screen's small of course that means the data is going to be small as well so just bear with it just a little bit you guys can always watch the replay and kind of pop it up on a later date, you know, like zoom it in. Okay, cool. Whoops. All right, here we go. Here's that sonar. When you log in, there's, you know, all these little pop-up things. But here is a screen of sonar. It's a whole bunch of lines, numbers, and nothing makes sense unless you understand it, okay? And so when you first look at this, it's like reading a foreign language, or you may think that you can read a foreign language better than this. Um, but I'm right there with you, so that's where we're at. So anyways, on this one, on the left-hand side, you see here my mouse. On this left uh, column here, you know, these twin towers, if you will. On this left one, that's a van rate per mile. The little guy right next to him, that's a reaper rate per mile. If you guys can see that R rate per mile. The graph, the first graph on the left here, where you see the crosshairs, that's just a graph showing uh, the van rate per mile in a different detail on that particular market. So here's what I'm looking at. This is what's important here, okay? Well, let's just keep it up on this one. This one's already populated, truckstop.com, seven day van rate per mile, Chicago to Atlanta. The one on the right is for the Reaper. Same lane, van left, Reaper right. Okay, here's what we're looking at, people. These numbers right now, this is the, uh, they put it out as a weekly average of the previous week's numbers updated on a Monday, okay? And so this is for the last week stuff up until Monday. Here's what we're looking at. We all know freight rates fell directly right off a cliff. You know, that was, uh, this is showing in a March. I think it's a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit before that, but this is showing right at March, I suppose. Um, when the rates just started falling off a cliff, right at this peak here, or excuse me, right at the bottom here, this was just a few weeks ago. This was April 26. That was a few or two or three Make More Money Mondays ago we were talking about freight at the absolute bottom and it get any lower anyways here's what's good though people this little tiny blue line i know y'all can't even see it so i'm going to zoom in on him this little blue line right here 
is finally showing ever so slightly. If you guys can see my fingers tiny and ever tiny, 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 so slightly increase in rate. And excuse me, that's a rate per mile for this particular lane, which is Chicago to Atlanta for a van. Okay, that's good. It's not a lot, but it is good. Okay. And so that is trying to or that is telling me that as the economy opens up a little bit more, I hope so does that rate per mile. Because right now, as we talked about a few minutes ago, even though there's more freight volume out in the, you know, on the market, it does not mean it's on the spot market. And we can definitely see that right here in the prices where this average rate per mile is like a dollar thirty-seven. I mean, come on now. I know a lot of y'all post in my uh, in the Facebook group that that's about your cost to even make a dime on the truck or just to cover expenses. And of course this chart goes through uh, Philly to Chicago. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take this Reaper off here. I apologize, kind of slowing things down. We're just gonna take a look at the seven day rate per mile. And of course this is just as a reference, I'm no data scientist. Back to this, the rate per mile for the seven day van average for Philly to Chicago, that's not looking too pretty. I don't know, you know, a lot of people who run that, but I know that's a very popular lane. I'm saying I don't know anybody personally to ask them about it, uh, but I know that's a very popular lane. This guy right here is as low as he can go. No signs of, you know, real good improvement. But I do know from experience, this lane eh, is not a hot lane in terms of making good money or making premium dollars um, on a rate per mile basis. But it is still barely above a dollar a mile. It's insane. Moving right along. Whoops, Clarity clicked on that one. This LA to Dallas. This one I think has the most changes. No, I stand corrected. The one under that. Um, no, this is it. This is one that has the most changes here. This one's showing, look at this LA market, but you can't be too surprised because a lot more freight going in and out of you know LA all the time than anywhere else really. But look at this LA. Boom, boom. This V drop got real down, you know, got real low. Let me get this across here. Got real low, got real low in terms of rate per mile, right around the April 26th mark, just like the other markets. So this shows, this is why I like data. It shows, you know, when everybody was scrambling, like what in the hell is going on? It shows it was across the board and it happened literally. I mean, look at this. <laughs> Virtually overnight here. But again, the good news is we are finally seeing some spikes and the truckstop.com seven day van rate per mile uh, for the LA to Dallas market. And now I know all rating tools, they're not built the same, of course. And so with this, this data from the rate per mile um, kind of filter from the truckstop.com, this is from the, uh, the data and the loads that are being feeding through truckstop.com. Okay, you know, shippers, brokers, carriers, all that jazz. And so this is where, what is getting, you know, this information from. So it's very interesting. As I talked about, you know, a week ago or so, we now have access to this data, which we didn't before. Maybe some brokers, you know, the larger ones, but we, the everyday guy, we couldn't see this before and now we can. And this, of course, this is not a saving grace, if you will, in the industry. Um, knowing this information definitely won't make you rich overnight, but knowing this information can help you know where to go, you know, in this country, really know where to go, know where to stay out of and know when you should ask for more money. Because we all know, even when this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, whatever it's called, uh, politically correct call is over, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, stakeholders in the industry, if you will, are going to still try to push for those low rate rates. And they're going to do it by saying, well, that's what the market is. 
Well, using data like this, you can see, well, no, Mr. Uh, broker, <laughs> LA to Seattle is actually improving. In terms of this scale, eh, not where it was at, but it's definitely still improving, you know, on it. And kind of just finishing off here, you know, the last one being the Reaper Mile Chicago to LA. Chicago, man, that's always crazy. Uh, you know, when I, um, when I was working in uh, brokering, sorry, I got sidetracked there. When I first started this industry in this trucking industry, you know, the first six years of my 10 year, you know, career happened in Chicago. I absolutely, you know, it's a love hate relationship with the Chicago market. If you guys work out of the Chicago market, whether a carrier or a broker, you guys know what it is. And it's because of shenanigans like this, where it's constantly just up and down, up and down. You know, Chicago to LA right now is $1.23 mile. This is showing the average from previous week's data. It is still, no matter what it's showing, it is still not good because, you know, people can't keep the wheels turning, insurance paid, and maintenance up to par with, what did that say? $1.23 a mile. That's what I'm saying. I see um, in the comments, Tammy said, it's confirmed. I got a message from Love saying it. I think uh, what he would mean, Tammy, yes. He, uh, that love story is confirmed. That's confirmed. You know, Love's came out and said, yes, you know, what happened, happened. And they're, you know, figuring it out. They said it a lot better than that. <laughs> but uh, that's confirmed. What we don't know is confirmed is if the truckers in Washington got that meeting that they've been, you know, begging for for the last 18 days. That was not confirmed. If you guys know, please, please, please let me know. I know there's 100 plus trucks, actually, I think way more than that, down in Washington, D.C., and someone out there knows someone who's there, and maybe they can confirm, you know, what they heard. Because right now, it's all through the PNN. You know, I went to basic training in my younger years, younger years, and the P PNN was a private news network. That means it was BS, unconfirmed news, and I'm not sure if this is what it is. But anyways, uh, I see that comment, Deb. We're gonna look it up there. Chip uh, Wall Falls, Wisconsin to Omaha, Nebraska. Man, all these names. <laughs> and Josh Jones says, New England's rates suck. 80 cents to $1.10 a mile. I hope you're meeting a sprinter. <laughs> and Josh, you know, I apologize. I know you're not meeting a sprinter. And that's what's very unfortunate about this is because uh, 80 cents to $1.10 a mile. Mm. But you guys can see that right here, you know, wherever it's at. I'm like, oh, it's already off. No, it's up here. Yeah, you know, kind of, I know this is not it, but kind of looking at that Philly market, let's turn it back up here. Trying to look at that Philly market here and you can see where it's just nosedive and it still looks like it's digging himself a hole down in the pit of nothing rate per mile. <laughs> That's what I was looking at. You know, to me, people, it's crazy. And if you guys are on LinkedIn, um, I try to be active on LinkedIn, but I just, I don't know, I get distracted. I, I don't stay consistent. But anyways, on LinkedIn, there's a uh, transportation, transportation attorney. She mainly works for mega brokerages. That's what's crazy. Uh, but she mainly works for mega brokerages and she actually made a video a couple weeks ago calling out these dollar a mile loads. I like that. You know, her nickname, her name is Cassandra Games. Okay. So her nickname is Mad Games um, because she gets mad, but it's not getting mad. It's uh, speaking her mind. She is not afraid to say what it is. So it was awesome that, you know, she did a whole video, got a whole bunch of views calling out the broker doing cheap rates. Because that, my friend, 80 cents a mile is not the result of a pandemic. It's the result of taking advantage of a pandemic. That's just how it is. I see, I see Josh, LOL, LOL, I wish. You know, let me tell you a story. 
uh, my first kind of uh, dive into the carrier side. You know, I started off on a mega brokerage. Uh, long story short, Medicare took me under his wing. He had some sprinters, and that's what I handled for his side of business. Okay. When I started on that sprinter side, probably 2009, 2010, can't remember, rates were like a dollar fifty a mile out of Chicago. That's how it was. Selectus was barely, barely around. If you said Selectus, people like do. You know, not a lot of people use it. Therefore, rates were really good. I mean, freight orders were paying like dollar seventy-five a mile. You know, uh, long distance, over four hundred miles in the sprinter. Anyways, when I got out of the sprinter business, about two and a half, three years after that, it was down to like a dollar ten a mile. That it, it went down quick, and it was because uh, OmniTrack Selectus or whatever the hell it's called now. That Selectus program. That's when it was basically released, and that was the death of the expedited industry, at least in my opinion. But I only bring that up because of ban and reaper rates that we are seeing now that drivers are taking, you know, in some ways have to take, is the same rates and the reasons why I stopped driving sprinters. I couldn't afford on a sprinter. So I definitely feel for these drivers who are getting these crazy low ball rates um, when they have 53 feet more of truck than I ever did, you know, driving one of those little tiny sprinters, uh, cargo vans, whatever they are. So I see, yeah, live in Maine. Ooh, Maine, uh, that's um, freight scarce, land of scarce freight, I can only imagine, but I can definitely see it with those rates are a dollar, or excuse me, 80 cents to a dollar 10 a mile. Oh, I apologize, Deb, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna look up that lane right now. Deb wants to look up a lane. I clicked out of that sonar before I looked it up. Okay, we're gonna take a look at this guy right here. And now, of course, I have no knowledge of this lane. We're just gonna take a look at what the information is. If you guys have an, another rating tool, it may be cool if um, you pop it up to kind of compare it here. And so, I'm gonna warn you, again, for the people in the back, I am not a broker. I have no opinion about these rates. I am just looking it up. Chippewa Falls. Jeez, I smell that. Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin to Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. And now, uh, Deb, the, um, this rating uh, predictive rates tool by FreightWaves, this is only for van and reefer freight. It's not for flatbed freight. So if you have a flatbed, I just now realized I never have popped it up, my bad. If you have a flatbed, it's not going to work there. But let's take a look here. Okay. Oh, this is updated. I haven't been on this in a couple weeks, people. Well, this is the last time I brought it up on camera because that's the only time I brought it up on camera. Okay. Here is what this FreightWave sonar is showing me. Okay, on the origin sh side, the, sh the shipper side in Chippewa Walls, Wisconsin, <laughs> it's shown more on the uh, the origin sonar signal, favoring more of the carrier, but barely. You're looking at 58 on a scale of 100. However, on the destination side, which is Omaha, Nebraska, you're looking more towards a shipper, you know, more favoring the shipper. But that's only again at 45 to 100 so it's almost even in a way anyways today's rate is showing a dollar 11 per mile ouch is this right dang okay and this um i'm kind of looking at here i'm looking at the if you guys are following along you guys are learning this as i am okay so bear with me under here where you see these arrows um it's showing outbound tender volume index rose from a week ago okay Outbound tender reject uh, rose again from a week ago. Headhaul index rose from a week ago. That means um, signaling 
a decrease in capacity when there's head haul. So typically when there's an increase in head haul, those are areas you want to go to because that's signaling to the shippers that there's a possibility of less capacity kind of moving in there. Anyways, here's what we're looking at. Um, yeah, th this this rate just, there's not a lot of information or if there is, this is basically a dollar mile all the time because that is what I'm looking at. I mean, they're even showing the rate per mile or the line haul being 930 bucks, okay? And the line haul being, um, excuse me, plus 100 bucks on fuel surcharge equaling like a thousand bucks. Seems a little low to me, but I don't run that area. It's 465 miles, so you know that's just what it is. Wait, this doesn't make sense. 465 miles, but the rate is going off. Oh, okay, no, it does make sense. I see it. Yeah, today's rate dollar 11 miles. So that rate sucks. I hate using that word, but man, oh man. But what can you expect from Northwest Wisconsin all the way to Omaha? You know, you're gonna have some deadhead. Um, you know, deadhead coming. <laughs> Either way, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, that's what we got for that sonar. It doesn't look good. And that's, you know, every time I pull this up, even if you look at a different one like Chicago to Atlanta, one that, you know, we can mainly relate to. Let's look up here. It just shows. It shows a little bit more. Okay, we all know. Well, actually, Chicago is showing a lot more, uh, a stronger signal, if you will, for the carrier out of 60, out of 100, is showing a score of 61. That means it's favoring more of the carrier. Of course, on Atlanta, a little bit more uh, looser there. It's showing the sonar signal, favoring more of the shipper. But that Atlanta's hot. Excuse me, that area is hot. It's always different. You never know what's going out of there. But the good news is today's rate per mile out of that area for a van, reaper, whatever, a dollar sixty-two mile. Not bad. Not the best. Don't eat me out alive. I'm saying it is not bad considering. Um, you know, like a month ago, even, yeah, about a month ago, even less, the average rate per mile out of that was $1.55, even going down lower to like $1.43. Of course, when you talk about averages and, you know, of what you see, of course, with all this data where it's like a week delayed, let me go, let me, I'm going to go ahead and click off of this. When you look at data, especially like that one where it's kind of like a week delayed, it's better than a lot of the systems out there, but it doesn't tell you everything, Okay. The best example I can give to that is when I used to work at a shipper during, during produce season. I did not work at a produce shipper, okay? However, like all people out in the Southeast, you are affected by the produce rate. And it happened virtually overnight. Five, six, whatever years ago, we didn't have systems like this. And the systems that are available, you know, by truckstop.com or other rating tools, they were not as powerful, as detailed as they are now. So when I was working at the shipper, one day I would go home, have all my freight booked for the next day. I will come in the next day, you know, let's say a Tuesday, shenanigans, you know, wildfires everywhere, load cancellations, people wanting more money, you know, spot market being on fire, load to truck ratio just being insane. That is how it was working on shippers and brokerages. The point of that was markets flip like that virtually overnight. And when you don't have systems like that or you don't have data, they kind of refer to, you never know really when the switch is. You kind of only know it when you're talking to your buddy at the truck stop and he says, I'm getting 225 from old boy when he was paying $1.90 the week before. The week before, That kind of tells you that the rate's you know, going up for that particular lane. However, nowadays in this uh, 2020, I almost forgot because I wanted to end, but now in 2020, we have tools like that to kind of see what's popping, what's not, 
what to stay away from. But again, as I always say, those tools definitely don't make you rich. They definitely don't make you, uh, you know, all that, get more money from the broker, but it helps you negotiate stronger and know what in the hell you're looking at and what you're working with before you enter that negotiation. And as we all know, a lot of these negotiations, they last like one minute on the phone. It's what's your rate? You know, you, you ask the broker, what's your rate? They give it to you. They give you every reason in the book, in the, every reason in the book of why they're not going to give you the rate they want. But now, if you know doubt it, you could say, well, actually, my friend, you know, this area is kind of looking towards more favorable to me for X, Y, and Z because, you know, either increased uh, tender rejections, you know, more freight volume, whatever. Like I said, it's not a way to, it's not a saving grace, but it's a way to arm yourself with more data and all that in the industry. And like I said before, it's kind of a hard to look up lanes and stuff like that because if you look at it and say, no, I get way more than that out of that lane. Or if you say, oh no, it, it's much you know lower than that. Well, those rating tools are gonna help you. The reason being, those rating tools only bring you the average. I know a lot of people, like I have a friend who works at the Global Trans Office, actually, excuse me, runs the Global Trans Office, one of them down in Phoenix out of all of them. And he actually tells me he doesn't use the rating tools because their rates are pretty much set in stone um, comparable you know, to the market. They also don't have a lot of spot carriers because they have a list of carriers that they use to accept those, you know, price out those rates. But anyways, some things work for some people, some things don't. When I was a broker, I always referred to the market, you know, like the rating tools at that time, just because I wanted to know what the hell was going on. But that being said, you guys have heard me talk about it, you know, many times before. The best rating tool I had when I was a broker was my network of carrier partners. That includes my owner operator friends. If I was struggling on a lane or if a customer asked me for a quote on a load, what I did, I picked up my phone, you know, flipped through my Rolodex, if you will, and I called, you know, 10, 15 drivers. Hey buddy, what would you do Chicago to Atlanta? I called 10 of those guys, wrote them down on a little list. I took the medium rate, boom. You know, of course out of my margin. And then boom, that was my rate that I was gonna use. That was my, my market rate. Now there's other tools that you guys can use and all that jazz. So maybe next week, I'm hoping as the economy opens more, I'm in Illinois and it's opening up in about a week and a half, okay? About two weeks. I don't know if anywhere else in the world in hotter markets, um, you know, I'm, I'm near the Chicago. I don't know if anywhere else is opening up before, you know, the end of May, but if it does, that probably means the economy is gonna start picking back up, which will result in more freight or better freight. Lord knows. Hopefully when we take a look at the sonar screen next week, it looks a little bit better than what we see this week in terms of money. Again, if you guys know anything about the Wednesday Washington DC meeting that's posted in the group, please let me know, send me a message, send me a proof, something. I'm very interested. Day 18, not bad, not bad. If someone ever said, uh, you know, truck drivers are not persistent. They're lying because, man, 18 days. A lot of those truckers haven't even left, which I'm kind of getting concerned. Are they even eating real food? Are they even, you know, taking real showers? I'm not sure. Not sure. Questions left unanswered, especially about the meeting. Anyways, that's all I got on this Make More Money Monday, sponsored by truckstop.com. Until next time, say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's figure out how to make more money in the year 2020. I'll see you guys later.